Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, August 30th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Isabel Danzis. Here are today's headlines. A new bus of migrants from the southern border is set to arrive in New York City today. Mayor Eric Adams estimates that more than 7,000 migrants have arrived in the city so far. The influx of asylum seekers is causing city officials to figure out ways they can provide resources. Just last week, NYC launched Project Open Arms. Yeah, Christina, that's right. Project Open Arms is a new initiative that makes sure children arriving on the buses will be able to start school on time in the fall. It also helps to provide parents with any resources they may need to help their kids. It is so important that our city is there and responsive to the needs of migrants that are coming through our borders. These are folks who are, these are children uh, who are going to be going to school in the next two weeks. We need to make sure that they have a safe place to live, a neighborhood that will welcome them. That was Councilmember Sean Abreu in a press conference yesterday. Abreu is the representative for District 7 and has been working to help asylum seekers find resources. In COVID-19 news, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor denied an appeal to block the New York City mandate that requires all government employees to be vaccinated. Detective Anthony Marciano challenged the mandate when the NYPD instructed him to get vaccinated. The NYPD detective didn't qualify for a medical or religious exemption, but still refused to take the shot. And there are others who fall in the same category. Over a thousand government employees have been fired for not complying with the mandate. Marciano is one of many employees who appealed the decision until it reached the Supreme Court. Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor oversees emergency appeals from New York and other states. She backed the state court's decision that the vaccine requirement doesn't infringe on bodily autonomy. Marciano's attorney says that they are currently working on asking the Supreme Court for a review. And, Isabel, there's going to be a major change to an iconic park in the LGBTQ community. The Naponson Hospital at Jacob Rees Beach is scheduled to be knocked down in September. It is not currently in use, but it is significant because the site honors Miss Columbia, a queer icon who died in 2018 and frequented the symbolic beach. Oswaldo Gomez, who is better known as Miss Columbia, was a popular New York City street performer. She was an important figure for the city and the LGBTQ community. Currently, there's a memorial to Miss Columbia on the fence surrounding the hospital. But city officials have plans to replace the site with the park. But regulars at the beach are concerned about the demolition. Yeah, Isabel, people in the community are concerned that knocking down the hospital will affect air quality. Once it's taken down, it's possible that rodent fecal matter and asbestos will be exposed. That's not the only concern. The Jacob Reese Beach is clothing optional. And there are worries from beachgoers that the park may be the city's way to force them out. They worry that a park with a playground for children is too close to the beach and may not be the best environment for them. Since this may be the last summer beachgoers have access to this site, they're choosing to spend it celebrating Miss Columbia's legacy. It's a great day for Shakespeare lovers. Tonight is the opening night of the musical adaptation As You Like It at the Delacorte Theatre in Central Park. The play will follow lovers Rosalind and Orlando, who are forced into exile in the Forest of Arden. It'll cover themes like love, lust, and identity. This production is unique because it features an ensemble of 127 people. They are all New Yorkers from across the five boroughs. And there's no cost for admission, so feel free to stop by. 
let's head over to the world of sports with WFUV's Will Grant. There was some pretty big news for the Yankees' Aaron Judge last night. Yeah, last night we saw our very own Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees slam his 50th home run of the 2022 MLB season. This unbelievable feat has only been accomplished 43 other times by 27 different players throughout the long-standing history of the league. In Aaron's case, he has now done it twice, the first time being his rookie season when he smacked in 52 homers. And Will, the U.S. Open kicked off yesterday. Tell us more about Serena Williams and her last tournament. Out in Queens yesterday, Serena Williams had her final first match of her decorated career. The 23-time world champion won two straight sets to defeat Donka Kovinich in front of a sold-out crowd. This was Williams' 102nd win at Arthur Ashe Stadium, the most of any player in the realm of tennis. She will continue tomorrow playing alongside her sister Venus in a doubles match, followed by a matchup against Estonian Annette Contivate for the second round of singles competition. With WFUV Sports, I'm Will Grant. Thanks, Will. Every month, WFUV brings you Cityscape. When you think of electronic music, you might think of DJs, dancing in nightclubs, but probably not the Met. This summer, the Metropolitan Museum of Art brought a new series to their rooftop that features the music genre. I got the opportunity to attend Sunsets, an electronic music series on the roof of the Met, and learn more about it. The Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City is a pinnacle in the art world. However, the Met offers more than just the stationary arts. Met Live Arts is the Met's chapter that showcases the art of music, movement, sound, and more. This summer, they brought a new genre of music and performance to the Met, electronic music. The Met hosted DJs on its rooftop on Fridays and Saturdays throughout the summer. The series is to connect the Met audiences uh, with artists and communities that are dedicated to electronic music uh, and to really sort of elevate electronic music in a way sort of to show that it is, yes, it lives and it was born in clubs, but it is a serious compositional and artistic expression. That was Lee Moore Tomer, the head of Met Live Arts. The electronic music series is called Sunsets, and it actually follows in the footsteps of a virtual program called Sonic Cloisters. Sonic Cloisters is a program that occurred during the COVID-19 pandemic. But it actually is, um, it evolved as a, a, a successor to a series that we did during COVID that was called Sonic Cloisters, uh, where we presented electronic musicians uh, in different galleries in the cloisters and recorded them with um, ambisonic microphones and uh, beautiful video production. After the success of Sonic Cloisters, Met Live Arts decided to bring electronic music to the rooftop of the Met. According to Tomer, electronic music works well in the outdoor environment. She also feels that Sunset is a good way to bring electronic music to people. It really brought it home that electronic music is a mature and sophisticated genre that I think is uniquely suited to an outdoor environment. And so the audience can engage with it in a variety of ways from sort of engaging peripherally in an ambient way or very actively. Um, and I thought that that would be a good match for our summer series. Plus, I think that after two and a half years or however, however many years of COVID this has been, it would just be a good release for the soul. I went to sunsets on the roof of the Met. 
The rooftop looks out on the New York City skyline in a unique way. On the rooftop, people listened to music, chatted with each other, and enjoyed drinks. That was the music of MKL, a DJ and music producer. According to MKL, having the opportunity to DJ at the Met is an honor. You know, maybe it's coincidental, but I think the timing is perfect. It just seems like, you know, as we slowly emerge out of the pandemic, I think institutions are very much open to um, a lot of different genres. I think the respectability of DJs um, has gone up and the exposure. Maybe that has something to do with all the streaming that was happening in the pandemic and how that maybe, you know, help people get through their day. For MKL, DJing and electronic music is all about connection. For him, it's important to connect with the music and the audience. Overall, it just becomes a conversation uh, between the audience and myself. You know, we could only sort of get to these levels together. You can't really do it separately and DJ can only be in their own head if they're playing for themselves. But, uh, you know, it's that beautiful energy of kind of rising and, you know, just kind of watching spirits kind of lift, you know, in those type of settings. Bill Telepan, the culinary director at the Met, was on the roof for sunsets. He's made his way to the rooftop for many sunsets, and he agrees with MKL. The energy is unmatched. Well, it's, it's been amazing for us because it's been really, really well received and, and it's packed every weekend. So, and I think, you know, after having talked to the DJs about what it is to them, uh, to them, from what I hear in the DJ world, it's one of the hottest places to be at this summer. Sunsets is free with admission to the Met and will run till September 3rd. I'm Isabel Danzas, WFUV News. That was my co-host Isabel Danzas talking about Sunsets, an electronic music series on the Met rooftop. Cityscape aims to show off the people, places, and vibes of New York City. And that's our show for today. I'm Isabel Danzas. And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.